भक्ति और डिवोशनल सर्विस इज द ओनली प्रोसेस इन दिस एज ऑफ कली एंड हाउ इज दिस भक्ति ऑप्टेंट हाउ डू वी गेट दिस डिवोशनल वी गेट वेन वी हियर फ्रॉम प्योर डिवोटिस especially when one receives the association of such an exalted vaishnava as pure vaishnavas it is important that we hear from them krishna katha or we when we when we ask, when we inquire from them it should be about krishna about his form about his activities pastimes and how can i become one of those exalted devotees so this should be one of those inquiries when we meet such great sadhus but generally inquiries are very different when we when we get fortune when our good fortune arises and we get sadhus then we ask about maharaj how is this how is that how are you hmm? how is everything with this all these things we ask but generally shastra says that atato brahma jigyasa whenever one is one gets fortune of associating with such sadhus then one should discuss about krishna hmm? one should ask about krishna <coughs> and which is the best source of krishna katha ॉर्न He was he he was residing in the womb of his mother for sixteen whole years, and after when he came out, he had no business with the material world. So he said, "I shall walk straight to the forest." So he started walking. So his father, the main intention uh, was he prayed actually for Shukdev Goswami. He prayed to Krishna that. Let Shukdev, let somebody like Shukdev Goswami should be born to me. Why? Because initially he compiled Vedas, he divided into four, and then he gave it to his disciples for propagating it further. Then he compiled Upanishads and Itihasas and so many other things. But that also he gave it to some some of some of his disciples. But when he compiled shrimad bhagavatam under the directions of narad muni he could see no one qualified in the whole world who could propagate this message of shrimad bhagavatam so he prayed to krishna please send a ray of vishnu please send someone who can propagate this science of krishna consciousness so then shukadev goswami appeared so but shukadev goswami came out from the womb of his mother and he started walking towards forest and vedavyas ji was running behind him please wait please wait please wait hmm? but it did not work hmm? shukdev goswami entered the forest and never came out hmm? so vedavyas did a trick now this is mentioned in the tikas of the acharyas <coughs> vedavyas vedavyas did a trick he sent two of his disciples with the two verses from the bhagavatam one of the verses is aho bakiyam stanakalakutam पूतना वॉज अ डीमन एंड शी नेवर अटेंडेड मंगल आरती 
She never generated 16 rounds. But still, she got a position of a mother in the spiritual world. How? She, she came to kill Krishna. And Krishna accepted as her as her mother and gave her a position under Mother Yashoda as a dhatri. So why? She pretended to become a devotee. She came in disguised as a Mother Yashoda. The, the dress which Mother Yashoda used to wear, she came in that dress and she was she didn't have intention of serving Krishna. She had an intention of uh, only killing Krishna. But somehow she came in contact with Krishna and Krishna delivered her. So Shukdev Goswami heard this and he got attracted. Then second <coughs> second verse is Baraha Pidam Natavar Vapu Karanayo Karanikaram Vibradvasa Kanaga Kapisham Vajanti Chamalam Randrar Venur Adhara Sudaya Purayan Gopadandar Vrandaranyam Sapadanam Pravishad Gita Kirti Shukdev Goswami heard the, about the beauty of Lord Krishna. He heard how Krishna is wearing a peacock feather or peacock feather on his head. How Krishna is wearing a blue karnika flower on his ears. He heard, Shukdev Goswami heard how he is wearing a yellow garment. And how he wears, he is wearing a Vajanti Mala. And when he plays his flute, then all, everybody in Vrindavan is ecstatic. And when Krishna, when he walks, it's not just a walk, it's a dance. And when, when Shukdev Goswami heard about all these things, he decided, let me go back. Who is this man? Who is this Krishna? So he went back and he heard the Srimad Bhagavatam. He went and asked, my dear father, who is this person? He said, sit down. It's a long subject matter. 18,000 verses. Sit down. So Shukdev Goswami heard Srimad Bhagavatam from his father. <clears throat> Although Shukdev Goswami renounced everything, even his copying also. But, <clears throat> and that's why, and he was very fond of forest life. He spent good amount of time in forest. That's why he has he, one name of Shukdev Goswami is Aranyapriya. But when Shukdev Goswami heard Shumat Bhagavatam and he recited in the assembly of Maharaj Parikshit, then he became Vishnu Janapriya, very, very dear to the devotees of Lord Krishna. Hmm? <coughs> Srimad Bhagavatam is a life and soul of our Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Hmm? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself used to hear every day, every day used to hear from Gadadhar Pandit at Narendra Sarovar, every day. Hmm? In Bhakti Rasamrit Sindhu, Sri Rupa Goswami, he lists hearing Srimad Bhagavatam as one of the most important processes of bhakti. Indeed, Srimad Bhagavatam is so wonderful that even the Brahmava, even the Mayavadis who had no business with the form of the Lord, they also, in, in India especially we see, they, they are Mayavadis. But they do Bhagavat Katha. They have no business with the form of the Lord, they are, they are impersonalist. But they discuss Bhagavatam and they comment on it. They have their own understanding, but they, they can't resist speaking on from Srimad Bhagavatam. Srila <coughs> Prabhupada, when he carried, when he went to the West, what did he have with him? He had first canto, three volumes of Srimad Bhagavatam. 
and with this weapon he conquered the whole world when he went to west what did he do he simply glorified the activities forms and pastimes of lord krishna the forms activities of the lord are so powerful they are so powerful that it can attract the conditioned soul there is no other way by which a conditioned soul can be attracted because he is so much engrossed in the so called happiness of this material world only krishna katha is that powerful by which he can be attracted so shila prabhupada he went to the west and he spoke krishna katha and he attracted the conditioned soul and rest history we know what has happened the result of that we are still sitting we are sitting here and discussing krishna katha Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said that if all the books in the world are destroyed, if all the books in the world, all the libraries in the world, they get destroyed, but only Shri Madhav Bhagavatam remains. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur is saying nothing is lost. Shri Madhav Bhagavatam is the matured fruit of Vedic literatures, and therefore it grants all desires. Simply, the process of hearing Shri Madhav Bhagavatam is the means to attain all perfections. Why? How? We'll find out today. <clears throat> Let us go and sit in the assembly of Nemisharanya, where Shonagadhi Rishis have taken shelter of Sutta Goswami. In Nemisharanya, eighty-eight thousand Rishis gathered. and they were doing one thing they were doing a, a sacrifice a yagya for what purpose hmm? for world peace so this world peace business is not a old is not a new thing it's a old old thing hmm? <coughs> shrimad bhagavatam says that the sadhus gathered together for world peace because they are compassionate towards the people in the material world and they want that they all should be god conscious that for that reason they were performing this sacrifice hmm? But when they saw Sutta Goswami coming there, they they closed the sacrifice because they understood that Sutta Goswami is coming from the assembly of Shukadeva Goswami, and he has got some higher nectar with him. So they inquired from uh, Sutta Goswami, and they said, "Shonagadhi Rishis said, now all these eighty-eight thousand Rishis they appointed one person to ask question on their behalf. Imagine that." when someone has to ask question and all all thousands of hands they are raised it becomes difficult so all this 88000 rishis they selected one person to ask question on everybody's behalf and it was shavnak shavnak ji <coughs> so shavnak ji inquired who oh, sutta goswami your knowledge which you have received from the great authorities it dispels the darkness of the of the ignorance <coughs> we want to know How do Vaishnavas get relief from the illusion created by Maya? Hmm? This is the first question. And then he asks that generally, generally, in people in Kali Yuga are very demonic. How will they get out of this various types of tribulations, various kinds of disturbances which are there in Kali Yuga? How can one get out of it? <clears throat> Please describe that sadhana. or that most auspicious purifying process mm-hmm. by which one can easily attend krishna this is what shonak ji is inquiring mm-hmm. and when when a guru spiritual master gets such a inquiry then he is very pleased 
So then he speaks about the science of Krishna consciousness. So here, Sutta Goswami started speaking. He said, Oh Shaulakji, Oh all the rishis, thank you very much for asking this question. By this question, we, I can understand that all of you are hankering for Krishna Prem. Yes, there is a <clears throat> there is an essence of all the knowledge. There is an essence of everything. And I am going to describe to you. Please hear attentively. Hmm? Shukadeva Goswami, O Shonakji, Shukadeva Goswami recited this Srimad Bhagavatam only for this purpose of attaining Krishna for the people of Kali Yuga. Hmm? Although in Srimad Bhagavatam there are descriptions of the pastimes of various kalpas, but it has been present in a, presented in a way by which even the people of Kali Yuga can be benefited. The essence is given to them. So one should not consider that these are old scriptures, these are old stories. What will, how relevant are they today? No, they are relevant even today. Because Shukadeva Goswami has spoken only for this people of age of Kali. <clears throat> but this Bhagavatam is, is not so easily attainable. One cannot, even though we are devotees, but not everybody has unflinching faith in this Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? Why? It has been said by Sutta Goswami that one attains Srimad Bhagavatam, however, only after accumulating pious activities for many, many births. One will have an unflinching faith that Srimad Bhagavatam is not different than Krishna. And then only by giving an oral reception to Srimad Bhagavatam, I can perfect my life. Only by taking shelter of Srimad Bhagavatam, I can perfect my life. So, as devotees, we, we have to come to this understanding that, Wow! Oh, Shukadeva Swami! We know that Maharaj Parishit is going to die in seven days. So we have bought this, we have brought this pot of nectar. So allow Maharaj Parishit to drink this and in exchange, allow us to hear Srimad Bhagavatam from you. And Shukadeva Goswami started laughing. And he chastised and said, get out from this assembly. You are not qualified to hear this Srimad Bhagavatam. Why? Where is this heavenly nectar and where is this Srimad Bhagavatam? There is no comparison. So this, this demigods, although they, they had no qualification because they didn't understand how Srimad Bhagavatam is great. Demigods are also devotees, but they are selfish and they are attached to enjoyment. That's why they were not able to understand the glories of Srimad Bhagavatam. And Shukadeva Goswami, he kicked them away. That's why we have to understand that even Hearing Srimad Bhagavatam is Srimad Bhagavatam is very even rare for demigods. Even the demigods they don't get fortune of hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> when when one's pious activities are finished, when, when somebody is in the heavenly planet and one's pious activities are finished, then he, he doesn't get that nectar. And his piety goes down day by day. But Krishna Katha, when one hears Srimad Bhagavatam, when one hears Krishna Katha, then his, his heart is purified completely and all the disturbance, all the anarthas and everything are destroyed. Yeah. <clears throat> so Shukdev Goswami in this way made the fun of the demigods. And then Sutta Goswami, then he said that, oh, <clears throat> uh, that there is an incident where Narad Muni met four Kumaras. 
and Narad Muni heard the entire Shrimad Bhagavatam from four Kumaras. Now Shonaka, the Rishis, they got surprised. Narad Muni? Are we hearing clearly Narad Muni heard Shrimad Bhagavatam from someone? We often hear Narad Muni always speaking. But where was this incident where Narad Muni sat in an assembly and heard Shrimad Bhagavatam? Please, we want to know about this particular incident. Please, tell in much in detail what happened. How did Narad Muni met four Kumaras? And how did this happen? <coughs> so, Sutta Goswami, he started narrating that once Narad Muni met four Kumaras at Badrinath. And when four Kumaras saw Narad Muni, he was tensed. As when Grahastas in their household life they are always tensed. Very rarely will see Grahastas happy. A smile on their face. Because always there are some or other thoughts going on in their mind. So here when four Kumaras saw Narad Muni, they said, Naradji, why are you so tense like Grahastas? What is the reason for, behind this? Please kindly tell us. And then Naradji said, Oh four Kumaras, my good fortune that I have, I am seeing, I am having your darshan. <coughs> But, I will tell you why I am distressed. I, I came to this earth with a certain intention. Hmm, so that I can get some peace somewhere. So I traveled to various places of pilgrimage on this planet earth. I went to uh, Goda, I went to, on the banks of Godavari, I went to Kashi, I went to Prayag, I went to Pushkara, I went to Kurukshetra, I went to so many places I went. But I couldn't get peace. Hmm. And what was the reason Naraji is presenting? He is saying that at present in this Kaliyuga, because of this virus called as Kaliyuga, everybody is infected. And now truthfulness, austerity, cleanliness, mercy and charity are now nowhere to be seen. And people get pleasure in telling lies. Now Naraj Muni is describing the situation. He is saying that... <coughs> See the degradation of people of Kaliyuga. They get pleasure in telling lies. And those who are called saintly, they are actually pretenders. The so-called saintly people, they are actually behind money, women and so many other things. They pretend to be saintly. And they are saying that people in this age of Kali are lazy. They are less intelligent and unfortunate. And they are always disturbed. Hmm? And... And then Naraji is saying, in this way when I was traveling, I came across uh, Vrindavan. I went to Vrindavan. I thought something should be auspicious in Vrindavan. So, when I, so I went to Vrindavan. And Vrindavan on the bank of Ganges, I saw that a young, very beautiful woman was sitting uh, on the banks of Yamuna. And then I saw two old men were unconscious, but they were lying. At the lotus, at her, at her lotus feet. And then I saw that hundreds and hundreds of ladies were serving this, this woman. And I, I saw this scene and I thought like, who is, who are they? Who are all of them? And so, Narad Muni, he went near this lady and he asked, who are you? And who are all these ladies? And who are these two old men sitting at your lotus feet? And the Bhakti Devi, then when she saw Narad Muni, she immediately stood up and said, Naradji, what my good fortune that I have, I have seen you. Mm -hmm. Certainly by only 
getting association of a saintly person like Narad Muni, one will be freed from the conditioning. One will be freed from the distress. Distress. Lava matra sadhu sangha sarva siddhi hoy. So little bit of association also with a with a pure pure scent this can help us overcome our so many obstacles in path of Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> so Narad Muni he asked, "Who are you?" And he said, "I am Bhakti. I am Bhakti." And these two these two hmm, old people are knowledge and renunciation. Hmm. And this ladies who are you, who you are seeing, hundreds of ladies who are serving me, they are all Ganges and other rivers. And then he asked, "Why is your situation like this? Hmm? Why? How come you are in this this situation?" Hmm? Then, then, then she started speaking her distress. <clears throat> but we have to understand that bhakti, this jnana and vairagya, knowledge and renunciations are natural sons of bhakti. In Bhagavatam it is said, Vasudeve Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janat Tyasu Vairagyam Jnanam Cha Yadahaitukam. Hmm? By rendering devotional service unto the personality of Godhead, one will, what will one gain? One will immediately acquire cause, uh, Transcendental knowledge and one will naturally develop renunciation. So these are the two sons of bhakti. When we have bhakti in the heart, then these two things are naturally there with us. <clears throat> so Bhakti Devi, she started saying that this is my story, Naraji, that I, I was born in the Dravida Desh in Bharat Varsha. I was I took birth there. Then I grew in Karnataka. Now this this is mystery this is mysteriously she is presenting her <clears throat> and then when I came to Maharashtra I was flourished in Maharashtra but when I came to Gujarat then I was I was kidnapped by uh, imposter people by rascals <clears throat> and I'm sorry if Gujaratis get offended but this is what Bhakti Devi is saying please don't mind <clears throat> and. And in this way, when I came to Gujarat, I lost my youth. And these two sons, Gyan and Vairagya, knowledge and renunciation, they became old. So in this way, I struggled. But then gradually, when I came to Vrindavan, I became youthful. But this, so my sons, Gyan and Vairagya, knowledge and renunciation, they are still old. Now, our Acharyas, they, they comment on this saying that, Ramanadhyacharya was born in Dravida Desh. So, so Bhakti Devi is saying, that I was born in Dravida Desh. Ramanacharya has spread the science of Krishna consciousness. Today is his appearance day hmm, of Ramanacharya. So he spread <coughs> the Krishna consciousness at that time. Then Madhvacharya, he was born in Karnataka. And Madhvacharya gradually helped Bhakti grieve and he continued the mission of Ramanacharya. <coughs> and in this way, he also uh, helped Krishna consciousness to flourish. Then when it came to Maharashtra, in Maharashtra, we had so many saints. Sant Namdev, Eknath, Tukaram, and so many other saints are there in Maharashtra. So, so there was a time when in Maharashtra, everybody was Krishna conscious. They were all chanting the holy name of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. But she, when she came to Gujarat, 
then people were only money minded people so they did not take krishna krishna consciousness seriously hmm? but now situation is different they are a devotees yes they are still behind businesses but they are a devotees by the mercy of vallabhacharya and by the mercy of shila prabhupada there are hundreds and thousands of devotees gujarati devotees <coughs> so uh, bhakti devi she is in this way she is expressing her such problems to naraj ji and naraj ji saying what is my solution hmm? now how can i be established in this kali yuga i am in blessed that i should be spread everywhere in this age of kali how will that happen and naraj ji said do not worry bhakti Hmm? Lord Krishna, Lord Hari is all auspicious. He will help you. Don't do not worry. Then he described that your situation currently is because of the ruthless age of Kali Yuga. And what are the symptoms? What are this? Why is this problem? Because <coughs> people they are not good behavior. They are they are not behind austerity. They are not behind practicing yoga, and they are only addicted to cheating. Hmm? they are only addicted to irreligious behavior and in this way they are not taking to krishna consciousness seriously <clears throat> only an intelligent people only intelligent person will take to krishna consciousness in the age of kali else nobody hmm? <clears throat> he naraj is saying that it is very difficult to even see this situation in the age of kali forget about stepping there and going and preaching to them this situation is very very difficult bhakti ji hmm? then bhakti devi inquired why has maharaj parishit not killed kaliyuga when maharaj parishit had an opportunity that he when, he when we knew that kali is going to kali is going to prosper so much and is going to make difficult times for everyone why didn't maharaj parishit kill kaliyuga then naraj ji answers that that yes maharaj parishit spared him because of one reason तो रीजन इज कलिंग कलिंग सभा जयंतारिया गुणाज्ञा सार भागिनातने सर्वसार्थो भी लभ्यते सिंपली बाय टेकिंग शेल्टर ऑफ द संकीर्तना ऑफ द होली नेम वन कैन अटेन परफेक्शन इन दिस एज ऑफ कली इट इज दिस दिस इज नॉट अवेलेबल इन ऑल द युगर्स इट इज वेरी डिफिकल्ट बट इन दिस एज ऑफ कली सिंपली बाय संकीर्तन ऑफ द होली नेम वन कैन परफेक्ट द लाइफ प्रीवियसली इन प्रीवियस एजेस दे हैव टू डू सो मेनी तपस्या सो मच ऑस्टेरिटी फॉर थाउजेंड्स एंड थाउजेंड्स ऑफ इयर्स ऑफ यज्ञ एंड सो मेनी अदर थिंग्स दे वाज टू परफेक्ट देयर लाइफ्स बट इन कलियुगा ओनली इज ओनली थिंग इज बाय एक्सेप्टिंग द बाय चैंटिंग द होली नेम ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड हरि इन दिस वे शिनारद जी ही ही सेड टू भक्ति देवी डू नॉट वरी and a young lady do not be in anxiety because <clears throat> you will be glorified here everywhere in each and every house in this age of kali gradually gradually the time will come that the whole world will take to krishna consciousness yes now we are uh, finding it hard to understand how is it going to pass how is going to happen but if you ask people who have in 1965 when Pro, before propa ji went to the west who could have thought that this krishna consciousness movement will spread throughout the world who could have thought but after 1965 this man went to the west and then in 11 years he established krishna consciousness throughout the world hmm? 
This is the biggest miracle. So here, if Naraji glorifying bhakti, he is saying that in Kaliuga, in every house and in heart of every person, you will be established. So you should, we shall not be astonished by this by this fact. In earlier yugas, also in earlier yugas, also only by practicing bhakti, one used to get delivered. But People at that time, the sages at that time or sadhus at that time, they were, they had less faith in bhakti. They had and they had lot of faith in other processes. Because they had a long life, they were very healthy, they are very intelligent, their memory was sharp. So they did, they considered bhakti as too simplistic. But they didn't understand that because of bhakti only, one can be delivered. And because of that, they struggled to become Krishna conscious. They struggled to get liberated and say for birth after birth, years after years, they used to simply be indulged in so many other things, but they never used to become Krishna conscious. But in this age of Kali, no yoga, no, no yoga and other processes work here. This age is especially meant for bhakti. That's why, and also in those ages, after so many years and so many births, they used to come, come to this understanding that bhakti is, by only by bhakti, one can get Krishna. Then they used to practice bhakti and then they used to deliver. So this was the situation previously also. It is not that in the previous ages without bhakti, one, one has to get delivered. It was not like that. So, uh, Naraji is glorifying bhakti. He is saying that... <coughs> If you reside in the heart of someone, hmm, then that person will never see Yamaraj, even in his dreams. Hmm. And Naraj is saying that <clears throat> on your strength, one will be able to conquer Lord Krishna. Hmm. So Bhakti Devi, do not I rest rest assured that you will be your you will be established in this Kaliuga. Hmm. <clears throat> And then, Naraj is saying that, I hope you remember the incident of Durvasa Rishi and Amrish Maharaj. Amrish Maharaj was a pure devotee of the Lord and Durvasa Rishi was a yogi and he didn't understand the glories of Bhakti, Bhakta and Bhagwan. He didn't understand the glories of Amrish Maharaj, how a devotee is uh, so great. So, when once he, Amrish, once he met, once he went to Amrish Maharaj's house and... <coughs> He, uh, Amrish Maharaj was fasting at that time. Might be Ekadashi fasting. He was performing Ekadashi fasting. And Amrish Maharaj uh, was waiting for his parent time. He wanted to break his fast. And at that time, Durvasa Rishi, he appeared there. And Durvasa Rishi, he questioned, he said that, please uh, wait for me and we will eat prasadam together. So let me take a bath and come back. So he went, he goes back and he doesn't come, come for a long, long time. And in the meanwhile, Amrish Maharaj, he was performing a certain vrata and he has to break his fast in a certain time. We also do that. So he consulted the Brahmanas and the Brahmanas suggested that drink water. Amrish Maharaj, drink only water. By this you break your fast and also you keep your guest, your guest is Durvasa Rishi, so you will keep a vow that you won't eat anything. So, <clears throat> this happened 
and durvasa rishi he found out in his meditation that this amrish maharaj he has drunk the water and he has broken his fast so when he came there he started chastising amrish maharaj and he said that you rascal how dare you offend me and how dare you eat things but he didn't eat anything actually but he started criticizing him and he wanted to kill him so he he, he plucked a hair from his head and he manifested a demon demoness and he ordered that demoness kill this rascal amrish and as soon as the demoness made an attempt to kill this amrish maharaj lord sudarshan chakra it manifested there and it burned that demoness to ashes and then it was behind durvasa rishi and it was the first time in the history that that somebody uh, like durvasa rishi he went to uh, brahma ji he went to lord shiva and then he went to vaikuntha then he went to lord, lord krishna's abode lord, lord vishnu's abode and he begged lord vishnu please protect me from your sudarshan chakra and the lord said i'm very sorry i can't help you hmm? this was the first time that somebody has uh, went to lord begged something from him and then he said i can't help you hmm? because you have offended my devotee go and beg forgiveness from my devotee and if he allows you if he forgives you then everything will be peaceful for you so the great durvasa rishi the great great durvasa rishi hmm, he went and fell flat at the lotus feet of amrish maharaj and he said today i understood the glories of bhakti the devotion the glories of devotional service today i today i have understood how the devotees of lord hari are glorious hmm, and today i have understood how the supreme lord sri krishna is glorious because he is tied up in the heart by his devotees hmm. so in this way naraji is glorifying amrish maharaj here <coughs> naraji is saying that all the vratas all the tirthas all the yoga sacrifice and talks of knowledge are not needed bhakti alone can grant grant liberation hmm. so this we are practicing this krishna consciousness of shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam this is alone enough to grant devotional uh, to attain krishna <coughs> so then uh, narad ji after reciting all these glories of devotional service <coughs> uh bhakti devi she felt she felt very happy and very jubilant and she requested narad ji can you do a favor hmm? can you please help us wake this gyan and vairagya it become very difficult that the mother is young and the sons are very old and even they are old and they are not even waking up they are unconscious so narad ji he recited Huh? Vedas, Upanishad mantras, and so many other things, and he tried to wake even Bhagavad Gita. He recited Bhagavad Gita, and he tried to awaken this Gyan and Vairagya knowledge and renunciation. But they simply yawned and again went back to sleep. Hmm? <clears throat> Naraji was astonished. After reciting Bhagavad Gita, also they are not getting up. Hmm? So he was disturbed, and. seeing the disturbance of the of uh, narad muni the demigods who were <coughs> they they gave a message on the loudspeaker hmm? akashvani which is called akashvani the devatas this they said something they said o narad ji thank you <coughs> they said o narad ji o devarshi do not worry hmm? do not worry because your endeavors to establish bhakti in the houses of everyone will certainly be fulfilled 
I think the demigods are not happy. <laughs> because we kicked them out from the assembly of Shukar, Shukadeva Goswami. <clears throat> so, uh, the Devadas, they assure that you will please go and meet some saintly devotees. And they will help you understand what is the process by which Bhakti, Gyan and Vairagya will be, will be awakened, will be established. So, Naraji said, okay, let me go and meet saintly devotees. So, he, Naraji started traveling throughout the earth and he started meeting so many devotees, so many saintly, saintly people. And he started inquiring from them, please, you are learned, you are saintly, you are sages, please tell us, but how can we help this knowledge and renunciation? And they, they were saying, if Naraji cannot find out, how on earth are we going to find out? Hmm? It is very difficult that like personality like Naraji cannot come to the conclusion Then they are saying, how can we understand? So Naraji, <coughs> he went to so many sages. In this age of Kali also, if you see that in our, in the society, in outside, in outside in the material world, there are so many people who, who speak hodgepodge philosophy. Hmm? But it, they cannot clear the doubts of their disciples. So here, uh, this situation is compared to that situation <coughs> that Narad Muni is traveling and asking the saints what is the answer and they are not able to answer this to answer the questions of Narad Muni and some of them sometimes out of embarrassment when they used to see Narad Muni they used to run away saying that if Narad Muni comes and asks questions to us and if we are not in a position to answer then our, presti our prestige in the assembly of sadhus will go down Hmm. So better not meet only Naradji. So as soon as people used to see him coming, they used to hide themselves. <clears throat> so then Narad Muni finally got convinced that this is not going to happen. I have I will have to perform severe austerities now. So he went to Badri Badrinath. And he was tensed. Hmm. And there where he, there is where he met the four Kumaras. Hmm. And then he narrated the whole story to the four Kumaras and the four Kumaras started laughing. Saying, Naraji, you? You are finding it difficult to understand this? Hmm? Don't worry, we will tell you. It is Srimad Bhagavatam. It is very simple. Hmm? Simply by discussing Srimad Bhagavatam, the knowledge and renunciation, Bhakti, Jnana and Vairagya will be nourished. Hmm? How? Naraji is saying, how it is possible? Srimad Bhagavatam is the essence of the Vedas. Srimad Bhagavatam hmm, is coming from the Vedas and if by deciding Vedas, Vedic Mantras, Upanishads and all these things, if knowledge and renunciation is not awakening, then how is by deciding Srimad Bhagavatam this is going to happen? Hmm? If we are, if we are practicing Krishna, if we are practicing Bhakti, hmm, but <coughs> if you are not hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, Hmm? If you are not taking shelter of Srimad Bhagavatam, then transcendental knowledge about Sri Krishna won't be revealed to us. And we won't be able to get rid of this so-called activities of sense gratification. So it is very important that this discussion has some meaning. This has, this has some subtle understanding. You have to understand this. The hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam is very very important for our Krishna conscious life. Hmm? This will help us. This will help us hmm? 
know about Krishna, about his form, about his activities, how he is Bhakta Vatsala, how he protects devotees, how he helps devotees, how is his relationship with the devotees, how he helped Pandavas, how he fulfilled the desire of Dhruva Maharaj, how he protected Prahlad Maharaj by especially appearing, especially the, uh, the appearance of nursing there was especially for Prahlad Maharaj. Hmm? So we, only by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam we will understand this. Not by any other way. Hmm? Not by reading the books of the western authors. We cannot understand Krishna. Hmm? One has to come to this understanding that only by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. So, so now, now four Kumaras, now they are glorifying Srimad Bhagavatam. They are saying, it is a fact, Naradji. That Srimad Bhagavatam is the essence of the Vedas and Upanishads. But it is a fruit of the Vedic tree. Hmm? Just like in the tree there is a vital fluid. Which is there right from a tip of the tree to, the all, in, uh, to all its leaves also everywhere. This vital fluid is there in the tree. But if we remove a branch bark of it and try to eat it or if we eat the leaves directly. Then we won't be able to taste that nectar. Which is there in that, which is there in the form of that rasa. But when we taste the fruit which is coming in the tree, the mango, for example, if there is a mango tree, and what uh, when, we, we, when we eat that mango, then we will get some nectar. But that same juice it cannot be obtained if we eat directly the leaves or directly the bark of the tree. Hmm? So, so this is what four Kumaras are explaining. The addition of the Bhagavatam. <laughs> Srimad Bhagavatam is the fruit of the tree of Vedic literature. Then he is saying, just like ghee is present in the cow, the cow milk, but it has to be extracted. Right? Otherwise, we won't be able to get the, the ghee from without extraction. So, so Srimad Bhagavatam is like that. Similarly, they are giving the example that sugar is also there in sugar cane. But, it, it, but sugar has to be extracted by a certain process. Then only one can taste the nectar, hmm, what is there from sugar can. <coughs> so in the same principle it applies for Srimad Bhagavatam. Although Naraji is equal to Vedas, but Srimad Bhagavatam is hmm, like that fruit. It will certainly help nourish knowledge and renunciation and bhakti will be nourished as well. And you, Naraji, you, you, you heard this Srimad Bhagavatam from Brahma and then you only gave it to Vedavyas. Then why are you bewildered, Naraji? Why? Hmm? And the Naraji understood. Yes, it's Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm?